Welcome to the United by Strength podcast. Hard work knows no gender, race, sexuality, or creed. It is the universal building block upon which successful tribes are built. Here, you will learn from powerlifting coaches, gymnastics coaches, CrossFit coaches, nutrition coaches, and strongman coaches. We collaborate and share best practices and want to bring our experience and continuing education to you. Understanding CrossFit, originally published in April 2007. The aims, prescription, methodology, implementation, and adaptations of CrossFit are collectively and individually unique defining of CrossFit, and instrumental in our program's successes in diverse applications. Good, good intro. Good <laughs> intro. Lots of long words there. Aims. From the beginning, the aim of CrossFit has been to forge a broad, general, and inclusive fitness. We sought to build a program that would best prepare trainees for any physical contingency. Prepare them not only for the unknown, but for the unknowable. Looking at all sports and physical tasks collectively, we asked what physical skills and adaptations would most universally lend themselves to performance advantage. Capacity culled from the intersection of all sports demands would quite logically lend itself well to all sport. In some, our specialty is not specializing. I think this paragraph, like it's what? It's the second paragraph in the entire training manual kind of um, uh, points out that a lot of the people who are critics of CrossFit never spent two minutes kind of looking into it because most of the most of the critiques that I've ever seen is that uh, it doesn't get people sports specific uh, you know you can't become a elite athlete in something by by just training CrossFit and that's yeah that's right <laughs> it's, it's literally the second paragraph this is GPP general physical preparedness like this makes you pretty good at everything but not great at anything and that's the whole point you can then build your sports-specific stuff on top of that. Next paragraph is prescription. The prescription is this. CrossFit is, colon, the definition, constantly varied, high-intensity, functional movement, end quote. This is our prescription. Functional movements are universal motor recruitment patterns. They are performed in a wave of contraction from core to extremity, and they are compound movements, i.e. they are multi-joint. They are natural, effective, and efficient locomotors of body and external objects. But no aspect of functional movements is more important than their capacity to move large loads over long distances and to do so quickly. Collectively, these three attributes, load, distance, and speed, uniquely qualify functional movements for the production of high power. Intensity is defined exactly as power, and intensity is the independent variable most commonly associated with maximizing the rate of return of favorable adaptations to exercise. Recognizing that the breadth and depth of a program stimulus will determine the breadth and depth of the adaptation it elicits. Our prescription of functionality and intensity is constantly varied. We believe that preparation for random physical challenges, i.e. the unknown and unknowable events, is at odds with fixed, predictable, and routine regimens. Essentially there, uh, if you are considering uh, sitting for your L3 exam, you need to just memorize that entire paragraph. Just write it down on a flashcard and repeat until you can uh, recite that backwards underwater blindfolded and upside down. All right, moving on to page three, methodology. 
The methodology that drives CrossFit is entirely empirical. We believe that meaningful statements about safety, efficacy, and efficiency, the three most important and interdependent facets to evaluate any fitness program, can be supported only by measurable, observable, repeatable data. We call this approach evidence-based fitness. CrossFit's methodology depends on full disclosure of methods, results, and criticisms, and we have employed the internet to support these values. Our charter is open source, making co-developers out of participating coaches, athletes, and trainers through a spontaneous and collaborative online community. CrossFit is empirically driven, clinically tested, and community developed. Implementation. In implementation, CrossFit is, quite simply, a sport, the sport of fitness. We have learned that harnessing the natural camaraderie, competition, and fun of sport or game yields an intensity that cannot be matched by other means. The late Colonel Jeff Cooper observed that, quote, the fear of sporting failure is worse than the fear of death, unquote. It is our observation that men will die for points. Using whiteboards as scoreboards, keeping accurate scores and records, running a clock, and precisely defining the rules and standards for performance, we not only motivate unprecedented output, but derive both relative and absolute metrics at every workout. This data has important value well beyond motivation. Adaptations. Our commitment to evidence-based fitness, publicly posting performance data, co-developing our program in collaboration with other coaches, and our open source charter in general have well positioned us to garner important lessons from our program. To learn precisely and accurately, that is, about the adaptations elicited by CrossFit programming. What we have discovered is that CrossFit increases work capacity across broad time and modal domains. This is a discovery of great import and has come to motivate our programming and refocus our efforts. This far-reaching increase in work capacity supports our initially stated aims of building a broad, general, and inclusive fitness program. It also explains the wide variety of sport demands met by CrossFit, as evidenced by our deep penetration among diverse sports and endeavors. We have come to see increased work capacity as the holy grail of performance improvement and all other common metrics like VO2 max, lactate threshold, body composition, and even strength and flexibility as being correlates, derivatives even. We would not trade improvements in any other fitness metric for a decrease in work capacity. Man, I have a new respect for uh, the people who read audiobooks professionally because this is <laughs> exhausting. And look, I didn't even giggle when I said penetration. I did. Like you did <laughs> when you read it. <laughs> so the reason we started recording these is because Chanel uh, did me a huge solid and recorded herself uh, reading the L1, L2, uh, and some other manuals for when I was studying for my level three. And it helped me immensely. Uh, so that's why I'm doing it. But yeah, go back and listen to those recordings and every uh, innuendo in there. She gives a little giggle. Yeah. <laughs> Two girls and a hero. I think that comes up later. All right, back to it. Conclusions. All right, I got the next paragraph ready here, right? All right. Conclusions. The modest start of publicly posting our daily workouts on the internet beginning in 2001 has evolved into a community where human performance is measured and publicly recorded against multiple, diverse, and fixed workloads. CrossFit is an open-source engine where inputs from any quarter can be publicly given 
to demonstrate fitness and fitness programming, and where coaches, trainers, and athletes can collectively advance the art and science of optimizing human performance. Are you going to read the quote from Coach Glassman? Oh, yeah. Do you want to read it in your <laughs> Glassman, in your, uh, the way she reads it? Oh, I'm not, I don't think I'll read it that way for everybody. Oh, oh no? Okay. We've taken high-intensity, constantly varied functional workouts and distilled load, range of motion, exercise, power, work, line of action, flexibility, speed, and all pertinent metabolics to a single value, usually time. This is the sport of fitness. We're best at it. Who said that? Coach Glassman. Coach Glassman. What? All right. Awesome. That takes us to foundations. Starting on page five of the level one training guide, originally published in April 2002. CrossFit is a core strength and conditioning program. We have designed our program to elicit as broad an adaptational response as possible. CrossFit is not a specialized fitness program, but a deliberate attempt to optimize physical competence in each of 10 fitness domains. They are, got these memorized now? Just kidding. <laughs> Cardiovascular respiratory endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, Balance and accuracy. Yeah, L3 study people. Get that memorized. Be able to say it with your eyes closed. CrossFit was developed to enhance an individual's competency in all physical tasks. Our athletes are trained to perform successfully at multiple, diverse, and randomized physical challenges. This fitness is demanded of military and police personnel, firefighters, and many sports requiring total or complete physical prowess. CrossFit has proven effective in these arenas. Aside from the breadth or totality of fitness CrossFit seeks, our program is distinctive, if not unique, in its focus on maximizing neuroendocrine response, developing power, cross-training with multiple training modalities, constant training and practice with functional movements, and the development of successful diet strategies. Our athletes are trained to bike, run, swim, and row at short, middle, and long distances, guaranteeing exposure and competency in each of the three main metabolic pathways. We train our athletes in gymnastics from rudimentary to advanced movements, garnering great capacity at controlling the body both dynamically and statically while maximizing strength to weight ratio and flexibility. We also place a heavy emphasis on Olympic weightlifting, having seen this sport's unique ability to, to develop an athlete's explosive power control of external objects, and mastery of critical motor recruitment patterns. And finally, we encourage and assist our athletes to explore a variety of sports as a vehicle to express and apply their fitness. An effective approach. In gyms and health clubs throughout the world, the typical workout consists of isolation movements and extended aerobic sessions. The fitness community, from trainers to the magazines, has the exercising public believing that lateral raises, curls, leg extensions, sit-ups, and the like combined with 20 to 40-minute stints on the stationary bike or treadmill are going to lead to some kind of great fitness. Well, at CrossFit, we work exclusively with compound movements and shorter high-intensity cardiovascular sessions. We have replaced the lateral raise with the push press, the curl with the pull-up, and the leg extension with the squat. 
For every long distance effort, our athletes will do five or six at short distance. Why? Because functional movements and high intensity are radically more effective at eliciting nearly any desired fitness result. Startlingly, this is not a matter of opinion, but solid, irrefutable scientific fact. And yet, the marginally effective old ways persist and are still nearly universal. Our approach is consistent with what is practiced in elite training programs associated with major university athletic teams and professional sports. CrossFit endeavors to bring state-of-the-art coaching techniques to the general public and athlete. Is this for me? Absolutely. Your needs and the Olympic athletes differ by degree, not kind. In increased power, speed, strength, cardiovascular respiratory endurance, flexibility, stamina, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy are each important to the world's best athletes and to our grandparents. The amazing truth is that the very same methods that elicit optimal response in the Olympic or professional athlete will optimize the same response in the elderly. Of course, we cannot load your grandmother with the same squatting weight that we would assign an Olympic skier, but they both need to squat. In fact, squatting is essential to maintaining functional independence and improving fitness. Squatting is just one example of a movement that is universally valuable and essential, yet rarely taught to any but the most advanced of athletes. This is a tragedy. Through painstakingly thorough coaching and incremental load assignment, CrossFit has been able to teach everyone who can care for himself or herself to perform safely and with maximum efficacy the same movements typically utilized by professional coaches in elite and certainly exclusive environments. Who has benefited from CrossFit? Many professional and elite athletes are participating in CrossFit. Prize fighters, cyclists, surfers, skiers, tennis players, triathletes, and others competing at the highest levels are using CrossFit to advance their core strength and conditioning. But that is not all. CrossFit has tested its methods on the sedentary, overweight, pathological, and elderly and found that these special populations met the same success as our stable of athletes. We call this bracketing. If our program works for Olympic skiers and the overweight, sedentary homemakers, then it will work for you. Your current regimen. If your current routine looks somewhat like what we have described as typical of the fitness magazines and gyms, do not despair. Any exercise is better than none, and you have not wasted your time. In fact, the aerobic exercise that you have, done, have been doing is an essential foundation to fitness, and the isolation movements have given you some degree of strength. You are in good company. We have found that some of the world's best athletes were sorely lacking in their core strength and conditioning. It is hard to believe, but many elite athletes have achieved international success and are still far from their potential because they have not had the benefit of state-of-the-art coaching methods. Just what is a core strength and conditioning program? CrossFit is a core strength and conditioning program in two distinct senses. First, we are a core strength and conditioning program in the sense that the fitness we develop is foundational to all other athletic needs. This is the same sense in which the university courses require of a particular major are called the core curriculum. This is the stuff that everyone needs. Second, 
we are a core strength and conditioning program in the literal sense, meaning the center of something. Much of our work focuses on the major functional axes of the human body. The extension and flexion of the hips and torso or trunk, the primacy of core strength and conditioning in this sense is supported by the simple observation that powerful hip extension alone is necessary and nearly sufficient for elite athletic performance. That is, our experience has been that no one without the capacity for powerful hip extension enjoys great athletic prowess, and nearly everyone we have met with that capacity was a great athlete. Running, jumping, punching, and throwing all originate at the core. At CrossFit, we endeavor to develop our athletes from the inside out, from core to extremity, which is, by the way, how good functional movements recruit muscle from the core to the extremities. You want to do the quote by Glassman? <laughs> she does a good Glassman voice. <laughs> Significantly improve your 400-meter run, 2,000-meter row, squat, dead, bench, pull-up, and dip. Now you're a more for, formidable being. Formidable? Formidable. Formidable. For, 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 <laughs> you sound just like him. You sound just like him. Yeah. I love it. Can I enjoy optimal health without being an athlete? No. Athletes experience a protection from the ravages of aging and disease. Topical. That non-athletes never find. We're recording this during the COVID-19 epidemic, BT dubs. For instance, 80-year-old athletes are stronger than non-athletes in their prime at 25 years old. If you think that strength is not important, consider that strength loss is what puts people in nursing homes. Athletes have greater bone density, stronger immune systems, less coronary heart disease, reduced cancer risk, fewer strokes, and less depression than non-athletes. What is an athlete? Question mark. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, an athlete is, quote, a person who is trained or skilled in exercises, sports, or games requiring physical strength, agility, or stamina. The CrossFit definition of an athlete is a bit tighter. The CrossFit definition of an athlete is, quote, a person who is trained or skilled in strength, power, balance, and agility, flexibility, and endurance. CrossFit holds fitness, health, and athleticism as strongly overlapping constructs. For most purposes, they can be seen as equivalents. Get my pages right here. <laughs> I have a hard time not reading the questions in like a whiny ass voice. Like, what if I don't want to be an athlete? I just want to be healthy. <laughs> you are in luck, my friend. We hear this often, but the truth is that fitness, wellness, and pathology, aka sickness, are measures of the same entity a.k.a. your health. There are a multitude of measurable parameters that can be ordered from sick, a.k.a. pathological, to well, also known as normal, to fit, better than normal. These include, but are not limited to, blood pressure, cholesterol, heart rate, body fat, muscle mass, flexibility, and strength. It seems as though all of the body functions that can go awry have states that are pathological, normal, and exceptional, and that elite athletes typically show these parameters in the exceptional range. CrossFit's view is that fitness and health are the same thing. It is also interesting to notice that the health professional maintains your health with drugs and surgery each with potentially undesirable side effects 
whereas the CrossFit trainer typically achieves a superior result always with side benefit versus side effect. Examples of CrossFit exercises. Biking, running, swimming, and rowing in an endless variety of drills. The clean and jerk, snatch, squat, deadlift, push press, bench press, and power clean, jumping, medicine ball throws, and catches, pull-ups, dips, push-ups, handstands, presses to handstands, pirouettes, kips, cartwheels, need to do more cartwheels, muscle-ups, sit-ups, scales, and holds. We make regular use of bikes, the track, rowing shells, and ergometers, Olympic weight sets, rings, parallel bars, free exercise mats, horizontal bars, plyometric boxes, medicine balls, and jump ropes. There is not a strength and conditioning program anywhere that works with a greater diversity of tools, modalities, and drills. What if I don't have time for all of this? It is a common sentiment to feel that because of the obligations of career and family, that you do not have the time to become as fit as you might like. Hey, here is the good news. World-class age group strength and conditioning is obtainable through an hour a day, six days per week of training. It turns out that the intensity of training that optimizes physical conditioning is not sustainable past 45 minutes to an hour. Athletes who train for hours a day are developing skill or training for sports that include adaptations inconsistent with elite strength and conditioning. Past one hour, more is not better. That always makes me think of that sign I saw that said, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. Yeah, choose rest before rest chooses Mm -hmm. you. Fringe athletes. There is a near universal misconception that long-distance athletes are fitter than their short-distance counterparts. The triathlete, cyclist, and marathoner are often regarded as among the fittest athletes on earth. Nothing could be further from the truth. The endurance athlete has trained long past any cardiovascular health benefit and has lost ground in strength, speed, and power. Typically does nothing for conditioning, agility, balance, and accuracy, and possesses little more than average flexibility. This is hardly the stuff of elite athleticism. The CrossFit athlete, remember, has trained and practiced for optimal optimal physical competence in all 10 physical skills. Here they are again. Do it in one breath. (sighs) Cardiovascular, respiratory endurance, stamina, flexibility, strength, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. The excessive aerobic volume of the endurance athlete's training costs them in speed, power, and strength to the point that their athletic competency has been compromised. No triathlete is in ideal shape to wrestle, box, pole vault, sprint, play any ball sport, fight fires, or do police work. Each of these requires a fitness level far beyond the needs of the endurance athlete. None of this suggests that being a marathoner, triathlete, or other endurance athlete is a bad thing. Just do not believe that training as a long-distance athlete gives you the fitness that is prerequisite to many sports. CrossFit considers the sumo wrestler, triathlete, marathoner, and powerlifter to be fringe athletes, in that their fitness demands are so specialized as to be inconsistent with the adaptations that give maximum competency at all physical challenges. Elite strength and conditioning is a compromise between each of the 10 physical adaptations. Endurance athletes do not balance that compromise. 
You want to read the quote? Oh boy. Quote I wish time. I could pre-read these so I get them right. No, it's even better when you mess them up. Traditionally, calisthenic movements are high rep movements, but there are numerous body weight exercises that only rarely can be performed for more than a rep or two. Find them, explore them. Mm. Aerobics and anaerobics. There are three main energy systems that fuel all human activity. Amongst all challenges that occur in the body due to exercise, almost all challenges, excuse me, almost all challenges that occur in the body due to exercise are related to the demands placed on these energy systems. Furthermore, the efficacy of any given fitness regimen may largely be tied to its ability to elicit an adequate stimulus for change within these three energy systems. Energy is derived aerobically when oxygen is utilized to metabolize substrates derived from food and liberates energy. Inactivity is termed aerobic when the majority of energy needs to be derived aerobically. These activities are usually greater than 90 seconds in duration and involve low to moderate power output or intensity. Examples of aerobic activity include running on the treadmill for 20 minutes, swimming a mile, and watching TV. Energy is derived anaerobically when energy is liberated from substrates in the absence of oxygen. Activities are considered anaerobic when the majority of the energy needed is derived anaerobically. In fact, properly structured anaerobic activity can be used to develop a very high level of aerobic fitness without the muscle wasting consistent with high volume aerobic exercise. These activities are of less than two minutes in duration and involve moderate to high power output or intensity. There are two such anaerobic systems. The phosphagen, also known as phosphocreatine system, and the lactic acid or glycolytic system. Examples of anaerobic activity include running a 100 meter sprint, squatting, and doing pull-ups. Anaerobic and aerobic training support performance variables like strength, power, speed, and endurance. We also support the contention that total conditioning and optimal health necessitate training each of the physiological systems in a systematic fashion. Turn the page. It warrants mention that in any activity, all three energy systems are utilized, though one may dominate. The interplay of these systems can be complex, yet a simple examination of the characteristics of aerobic versus anaerobic training can prove useful. CrossFit's approach is to judicially judiciously balance anaerobic and aerobic exercise in a manner that is consistent with the athlete's goals. Our exercise prescriptions adhere to proper specificity, progression, variation, and recovery to optimize adaptations. The Olympic lifts, aka weight lifting. There are two Olympic lifts the clean and jerk, and the snatch. Mastery of these lifts develops the squat, deadlift, power clean, and split jerk while integrating them into a single movement of unequaled value in all of strength and conditioning. The Olympic lifters are without a doubt the world's strongest athletes. These lifts train athletes to effectively activate more muscle fibers more rapidly than through any other modality of training. The explosiveness that results from this training is of vital necessity to every sport. Practicing the Olympic lifts teaches one to apply force to muscle groups in proper sequence, i.e. from the center of the body to its extremities, also known as core to extremity. 
Learning this vital technical lesson benefits all athletes who need to impart force to another person or object, as is commonly required in nearly all sports. In addition to learning to impart explosive forces, the clean and jerk and snatch condition the body to receive such forces from another moving body both safely and effectively. Numerous studies have demonstrated that Olympic lifts unique that the Olympic lifts unique capacity to develop strength, muscle, power, speed, coordination, vertical leap, muscular endurance, bone strength, and the physical capacity to withstand stress. It is also worth mentioning that the Olympic lifts are the only lifts shown to increase maximum maximum oxygen uptake, the most important marker for cardiovascular fitness. Sadly, the Olympic lifts are seldom seen in the commercial fitness community because of their inherent because of their inherently complex and technical nature. CrossFit makes them available to anyone with the patience and persistence to learn. Gymnastics. The extraordinary value of gymnastics as a training modality lies in its reliance on the body's own weight as the sole source of resistance. This places a unique premium on the improvement of strength-to-weight ratio. Unlike other strength training modalities, gymnastics and calisthenics allow for increases in strength only while increasing strength-to-weight ratio. Gymnastics develops pull-ups, squats, lunges, jumping, push-ups, and numerous presses to handstand, scales and holds. These skills are unrivaled in their benefit to physique as evident in any competitive gymnast. As important as the capacity of this modality is for strength development, it is without a doubt the ultimate approach to improving coordination, balance, agility, accuracy, and flexibility. Through the use of numerous presses, Handstands, scales, and other floor work, the gymnast training, gymnastics training greatly enhances kinesthetic sense. The variety of movements available for inclusion in this modality probably exceeds the number of exercises known to all non-gymnastic sport. The rich variety here contributes substantially to CrossFit's ability to inspire great athletic confidence and prowess. For a combination of strength, flexibility, well-developed physique, coordination, balance, accuracy, and agility, the gymnast has no equal in the sports world. The inclusion of this training modality is absurdly absent from nearly all training programs. Routines. There is no ideal routine, full stop. In fact, the chief value of any routine lies in abandoning it for another. The CrossFit ideal is to train for any contingency. The obvious implication is that this is possible only if there is a tremendously varied quality to the breadth of stimulus. It is in this sense that CrossFit is a core strength and conditioning program. Anything else is sports-specific training not core strength and conditioning. Any routine, no matter how complete, contains within it, within its omissions the parameters for which there will be no adaptation. The breadth of adaptation will exactly match the breadth of the stimulus. For this reason, CrossFit embraces short, middle, and long-distance metabolic conditioning and low, moderate, and heavy load assignment. We encourage creative and continuously varied compositions that tax physiological functions against every realistically conceivable combination of stressors. This is the stuff of surviving fights and fires. Developing a fitness that is varied 
yet complete, defines the very art of strength and conditioning coaching. This is not a comforting message in an age when scientific certainty and specialization confer authority and expertise. Yet, the reality of performance enhancement cares not one whit for trend or authority. CrossFit's success in elevating the performance of world-class athletes lies clearly in demanding of our athletes total and complete physical competence. No routine takes us there. Neuroendocrine adaptation. Neuroendocrine adaptation is a change in the body that affects you either neurologically or hormonally. Most important adaptations to exercise are in part or completely a result of a hormonal or neurological shift. Research has shown which exercise protocols maximize neuroendocrine responses. Earlier, we faulted isolation movements as being ineffectual. Now we can tell you that one of the critical elements missing from these movements is that they invoke essentially no neuroendocrine response. Among the hormonal responses vital to athletic development are substantial increases in testosterone, insulin-like growth factor, and human growth hormone. Exercising with protocols known to elevate these hormones eerily mimics the hormonal changes sought in exogenous hormonal therapy or steroid use with none of the deleterious effect. Exercise regimens that include or that induce a high neuroendocrine response produce champions. Increased muscle mass and bone density are just two of many adaptive responses to exercises capable of producing a significant neuroendocrine response. It is impossible to overstate the importance of the neuroendocrine response to exercise protocols. Heavy load weight training, short rest between sets, high heart rates, high intensity training, and short rest intervals, though not entirely distinct components, are all associated with high neuroendocrine response. Power. Power is defined as the time rate of doing work. It has often been said that in sport, speed is king. At CrossFit, power is the undisputed king of performance. Power is, in simplest terms, hard and fast. Jumping, punching, Throwing and sprinting are all measures of power. Increase your ability to produce power, or increasing rather your ability to produce power, is necessary and nearly sufficient to elite athleticism. Additionally, power is the definition of intensity, which in turn has been linked to nearly every positive aspect of fitness. Increases in strength performance, muscle mass, and bone density all arise in proportion to the intensity of exercise. And again, intensity is defined as power. Power development is an ever-present aspect of the CrossFit.com workout of the day. Got a Glassman quote. Want to read it? Sorry, I had a puppy head on my lap. He's racked out. (laughs) The CrossFit concept can be viewed as functional atomism. Yeah. In that, we strive to reduce human performance to a limited number of movements that are simple, irreducible, indivisible functions. Teaching an athlete to run, jump, throw, punch, squat, lunge, push, pull, and climb powerfully with mechanical efficiency and soundness across a broad range of time intensity protocols with rapid recovery establishes a foundation that will give unprecedented advantage in learning new sports, mastering existent skills and surviving unforeseeable challenges. 
It's a long ass quote. It is. <laughs> you said un- indivisible. I could think of was uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> indivisible with liberty and justice for all. All right. Cross training. Cross training is typically defined as participating in multiple sports. At CrossFit, we take a much broader view of the term. We view cross training as exceeding the normal parameters of the regular demands of your sport or training. CrossFit recognizes functional, metabolic, and modal cross training. That is, we regularly train past the normal motions, metabolic pathways, and modes or sports common to the athlete sport or exercise regimen. We are unique and again distinctive to the extent that we adhere to and program within this context. If you remember CrossFit's objective of providing a broad-based fitness that provides maximal competency in all adaptive capacities, then cross-training or training outside of the athlete's normal or regular demands is a given. Long ago, we noticed that athletes are weakest at the margins of their exposure for almost every measurable parameter. For instance, if you only cycle between five and seven miles at each training effort, you will test weak at less than five and greater than five miles. This is true for range of motion, load, rest, intensity, power, etc. CrossFit Workouts are engineered to expand the margins of exposure as broad as functional and capacity will allow. Functional movements. There are movements that mimic motor recruitment patterns that are found in everyday life. Others are somewhat unique to the gym. Squatting is standing from a seated position. Deadlifting is picking any object off the ground. They are both functional movements. Leg extension and leg curl both have no equivalent in nature and are in turn non-functional movements. The bulk of isolation movements are non-functional movements. By contrast, the compound or multi-joint movements are functional. Natural movement typically involves the movement of multiple joints for every activity. Functional movements are mechanically sound and therefore safe, and they also elicit a high neuroendocrine response. CrossFit has managed a stable of elite athletes and dramatically enhanced their performance exclusively with functional movements. The superiority of training with functional movements is clearly apparent with any athlete within weeks of their incorporation. The soundness and efficacy of functional movements are so profound that exercising without them is, by comparison, a colossal waste of time. Diet. The CrossFit dietary prescription is as follows. Protein should be lean and varied and account for about 30% of your total caloric load. Carbohydrates should be predominantly low glycemic and account for about 40% of your total caloric load. Fat should be from whole food sources and account for about 30% of your total caloric load. Total calories should be based on protein needs, which should be set at between 0.7 and 1 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass depending on your activity level. The 0.7 figure is for moderate daily workout loads, and the 1.0 figure is for hardcore athletes. What should I eat? (laughs) In plain language, base your diet on garden vegetables, especially greens, meats, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. That is about as simple as we can get. Many have observed that keeping your grocery cart to the perimeter of the grocery store while avoiding the aisles is a great way to protect your health. Food is perishable. The stuff with long shelf life is all suspect. 
If you follow these simple guidelines, you will benefit from nearly all that can be achieved through nutrition. The caveman or paleolithic model for nutrition. Modern diets are ill-suited for our genetic composition. Evolution has not kept pace with advances in agriculture and food processing, resulting in a plague of health problems for modern man. Coronary heart disease, diabetes, cancer, osteoporosis, obesity, and psychological dysfunction have all been scientifically linked to a diet too high in refined or processed carbohydrate and dying from COVID-19, as we found out. The caveman model is perfectly consistent with CrossFit's prescription. What foods should I avoid? It's a different voice, different person asking this question. (laughs) Excessive consumption of high glycemic carbohydrates is the primary culprit in nutritionally caused health problems. High glycemic carbohydrates are those that raise blood sugar too rapidly. They include rice, bread, candy, potatoes, sweets, sodas, and most processed carbohydrates. Processing can include bleaching, baking, grinding, and refining. Processing of carbohydrates greatly increases their glycemic index, a measure of their propensity to elevate blood sugar. What is the problem with high glycemic carbohydrates? The problem with high glycemic carbohydrates is that in excess, they give an inordinate insulin response. Insulin is an essential hormone for life, yet acute chronic elevation of insulin leads to hyperinsulinism, which has been positively linked to obesity, elevated cholesterol levels, blood pressure, mood dysfunction, and a Pandora's box of disease and disability. Research hyperinsulinism on Google and you'll find out. CrossFit's prescription is a low glycemic diet and relatively lower in total carbohydrate quantity and consequently severely blunts the insulin response, yet still provides ample nutrition for rigorous activity. Thank you for listening to the United by Strength podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the information that we were able to put out today. Please take from it what you want and leave what you don't. If you have feedback for us, please send it to unitedbystrengthpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review if you have the time. It really helps people find the podcast and allows us to grow our base of listeners. Thank you.